Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pals Pulls. The gang is all here on the week of Christmas, no less. Let's go. Uh, the comics industry decided to give us the gift of new comics on Wednesday, and we are returning the favor by giving you guys the gift of us. Opinions. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Kale. What up? It's me, Christmas Kale. Nice. Uh, Marco? I was expecting a Christmas hot dog. Should have no said Mary thing. Marco. Tyler, oh. uh, what's uh, uh, t- Tingle? Tyler? No, no, that's something else. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Tinsel ti- Tiger. Tinsel, Tyler. That's what I was thinking of. Wow. Tinsel Tiger. Um, that's and if one. you're watching, if you're watching us on YouTube or the stream, uh, my cat's here, so he's hey. making an appearance yet again because he knows whenever I'm streaming, he's got to be the fucking center of attention. So, <laughs> driven by his ego. And I'm seasonal, <laughs> Sean. We've got uh, we've got seasonal. four. Where are you uh, going next pre- season, Sean? <laughs> Sorry? You going somewhere else next season? You... Am I going somewhere else? Uh, yes, I probably am. Okay. Um so we've got uh we've got four books to talk about this week, as ever. Uh we've got Dark Crisis of Infinite on on Infinite Earths, excuse me, number seven, the finale. Uh we've got Mary Jane and Black Cat Dark Web number one. Junkyard Joe, number three, mm-hmm. and the listener pick this week, Department of Truth, uh, Wild Fictions special. Um, you guys, uh, you guys, this, that's what we should read this week. And anyone can do that. Anyone can vote on Twitter. We're putting the poll up every Saturday. It runs to Wednesday. Whatever book you think we should be reading on the show, um, on Pals Pulls, just vote for it. We've got, we've got, Four different options every week. You pick one, whichever one's most interesting to you, and we'll come on and talk about it if it wins. Just do it. Yeah, why not? It's fun. Just do uh, it. What's up, Sean Glennon? Merry Christmas to you too, pal. What's up? Um, before we get into the reviews, I do want to let you guys know how you can find us and support us. Of course, the best way to find us and engage with us is through YouTube and Twitch live every single uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for this show, Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern for the main show. Um, Come watch us live. If you miss us, the shows are up right after, so you can just watch them on YouTube. Click the live button if you you, want to make sure you can find us after the fact. It's very important. Uh, Patreon.com slash thecomicspals as little as $3 a month. Gets you access to some pretty cool stuff, um, and it helps support us. We actually put out a free episode of Palling Around uh, talking about our best of the year that's not comics. The comics best of will be coming soon, um, but the non-comics one, we put that out for you guys. A little sampler, a little taste of what um, Palling Around is like, and uh, spreading some holiday cheer. Everything else at the Comics Pals. Let's talk... Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number seven. Of course, by uh, Joshua Williamson, Daniel Semper. Uh, we've got... Uh, who else is on this? Where They always put the credits in weird places in these DC Giuseppe comics. Giuseppe Coley, Ralph Sandoval. Thank you. Uh, so lots of artists on this. Mm-hmm. If... Did you notice their their uh well yeah the art does definitely change. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh Tom Napolitano, by the way, on letters as well. Um colors, boy, so many different people worked on this comic book. Uh colors, we have uh, Alejandro Sanchez, uh Alex Guimarez, uh Romulo Ferraro Jr. and Matt Herms. So lots of people uh partaking in this massive finale. Um, I've been into this book the entire time, hmm. and I think I think that the ending was probably the least interesting issue overall to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, there are some good moments. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but I think because it it sort of resolves pretty much exactly how we expected kale just uh got disconnected he's been having some internet trouble he'll be back um it 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 resolves pretty much exactly as i expected with no real twists or turns um that kind of bummed me out a little bit but there are some good moments 
I, um, I'm glad to hear that you still found something out of this. Like, cause I, I, we've, I think me and Tyler have been pretty rocky since the start and this, this doesn't feel like a grand finale necessarily. Like so much still feels like it's tied to the justice league. And I didn't feel like this necessarily gave nightwing the, like the status update that we were kind of expecting, you know, he's the heart of the DC universe. And I don't know that this, uh, he beat the darkness that was, had taken over Slade, but that's kind of it. Mm. And that didn't feel impactful. It didn't feel like I got what was promised out of this. Like he's supposed to be elevated and we're, he's still on the same footing. Now he's just potentially going to lead a new iteration of the justice league. That didn't, that didn't do enough in my mind for his character at that point. I, it's weird for me on this issue because typically the whole series I've been like lukewarm on. Um, but after reading this, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Uh, <laughs> literally, literally the exact opposite of how you felt. Um, I, I think the issues with the, the, the whole series as a whole are, are evident in this. Like the great darkness being the main villain. It's this obtuse idea, really. You don't really see it. So like your big bad is never physically present. That's a little weird for an event book. Um, sure, you have the the Deathstroke stuff, um, and like that whole that that multiversity image uh, of the map of the multiverse, yeah, was used in about six panels in this book to display. Like, if you have to use your press image of the multiverse to explain the multiverse, I think you're doing something wrong. Like, <laughs> I, that felt like something that like we were supposed to have for us, but like it being the text is weird to me. Hmm. Um. I, and and the part of the a couple of the major plot points were um, talked about in some tie-ins. So like big event issues are evident here. These are the same issues that that have been with event comics since I've been reading comics. You know, um, but I thought there's some really good character work here. I like the Nightwing stuff. I like the Deathstroke stuff a lot. Um, the, my one of my biggest gripes with the whole Deathstroke stuff is like, well, well, this doesn't seem like in character for him at all, especially for what you know he's been dealing with previously and we kind of get some some light shed on that finally um showing nightwing as the heart of the dc universe i think is the right thing um and i'd argue with like if he is leading a a dc you know new iteration of the justice league that's a big deal um because this that that's the the character growth that we've always been promised in dc as like with these legacy characters that we've never gotten you know like that's his big step um, we don't really even get it in this, but, but it's talked about and it's alluded to. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, and I thought the, the Sam art was killer, yeah. man. The guy mm -hmm. knows how to do a splash page. It's just yeah. like good superhero comic stuff. Do you, has he not led the justice league in the past? Like, has it, has that not been a thing? Nope. He was like on it, I believe when he was Batman. Um, but he wasn't leading it. And I, my my other question was I didn't I didn't feel for Slade when he was like, oh you know all this bad shit happened to me so now the world needs to die or all the the multiverses need to die and that was that felt weak like it I I didn't it didn't have enough gravitas there for me to attach myself to and once he gets disconnected from the that darkness. And it's just him. He's like, no, actually, I'm going to still follow through because, like, I don't care about anybody else, just me at this moment. Um, and I'm willing to risk the lives of all these people for one thing. I don't know if that's in character, but as a reason, I didn't jive with it. It 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 felt flat. It felt too easy. It feels like an extreme end for his character. Like, it, it, it tracks, but it tracks to the extreme, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, this whole thing is about his kids and, and the, the shit he puts his kids through. He's just, he's a bad dad. That's his big thing. Um, and if the whole, th uh, this whole reason he's been doing this is like, hey, I don't want anyone to feel like what my kids felt like. If that means I have to destroy everything for it, then so be it. Fine. So I think the problem with that is that not everybody reads everything. So yeah. um, there is no 
DC Comics book, right? So to know what DC thinks you should care about, you kind of just have to guess. Um, clearly, DC expected us to know and care about what's going on with Nightwing and Deathstroke. If you don't, you're sort of, you know, out of luck because I don't know why Deathstroke is acting like this. To me, uh, okay, he was infected by the darkness. All right, sure, no problem. And he's his mind is coming up with a justification um, as to why he's doing the things that he's doing, but it's really the darkness speaking through him. But once that's eliminated and he's still talking about killing everybody on Earth, that's just not that's not Deathstroke. And if it now is, I need to be told that mm-hmm. this book had prequels. <laughs> like this is not this this book had. Uh, what was the what was the prequel, Tyler? Um, we read it on the show. Death of Just League, yeah. Death of the League, but even before that, it had There's a prequel. A the, There's also side quotes in this too. So the Joshua Williamson book with the bunny and oh, Barack um, Super, like all that was prequel yeah. to this, and none of that, none of the stuff that's relevant here, really happened. Was dealt with over there. So the whole time DC's been telling me what I'm supposed to read by making them the big event books written by the big event guy, and none of that matters. Uh, Infinite Frontier. Thank you. So to me, that's really weird. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like you need to tell us that this is where his character has been. Give us like a few pages or a few panels of something to let me know. Okay, I I I'm supposed to sympathize with him in X Y Z way, and then. Literally after he he does that and they they beat him, his daughter I guess comes up and gives him a hug, and that took me out of the book completely. Uh, I'm like, so you're complaining about your daughter dying now? Everybody gets resurrected and now she's here now. Just be a good dad and like shut up. Right. Yeah. I I just I don't know. I think I think um, and 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 then the other issue is that Deathstroke just doesn't feel like an end game boss, like. Dark side is literally right there. Um, you know, there's so many bad dudes right there. And the one who's the baddest dude is Deathstroke. Uh, that's tough for me. That's tough for me. When when it was smaller scale earlier in the book and he was fighting the Titans and all that jazz, that's perfectly fine. That feels like that feels right. When you throw all these bad guys into the mix and then Deathstroke is the biggest bad, that I can't buy it. Sorry. Mm, yeah. I think I think that's also the trouble with having Nightwing as your big hero for this crisis event. Who's his big bat? I mean, it's Deathstroke. Right. That's a good point. Uh Kel, what were your overall thoughts on this issue? Uh it it felt like the end of a crisis. Mm. You know, it was a, a wrap up issue. Oh, the hero's the hero, and oh, you've got to inspire them. And oh, this was your thing, but no, it meant something different. And now the wrap up. Right. It it was fine. (laughs) The last issue is never, never the good one in a crisis. Well, I, I think I think there were there were definitely things that I enjoyed. I really liked. Um, I thought Black Adam kind of making a play, a big hero play. I thought that was cool. And I think that jives in that. Um, I loved, and Joshua Williamson to me is one of the best writers that DC has. And it's for moments like John Kent, you know, being willing to sacrifice his entire life just to buy some time and fighting to his last and right when you when they're mm-hmm. trying to make you believe it's all over, there's his father, and that was that's good. That's good storytelling. That's good stuff. This this was good. Oh was shoot! Good. Did that happen in the last issue? I'm last sorry. Issue. Yeah. I think it did. I, yeah, you know I what? I re- yeah, yeah. I had to read them both. <laughs> I had to read them both so because I. I I saw Wakanda Forever that week. Yeah, so did so I. sorry about that. Yeah, that was a I, that was a phenomenal moment, but it didn't happen here. I didn't even question it. Yep, I didn't question it because I did the exact same thing. Um, I think this is probably one of the stronger events DC's had in a while. Really? Like this this felt like a, a, I mean, certainly stronger than the Snyder events. But to me, this this felt 
dare I say, up there with the Jeff Johns ones. Hmm. Wow. Like I can't, I can't go that far. I, I don't I know. Don't think I, it's, I don't, I, I, you know, Johns is still, you know, top tier. Yeah. Yeah. But as like a, an acceptable substitute, like this is, you know, did, did Jeff Johns ever do a crisis? Oh yeah, dude. Well, wasn't, um, uh, infinite, uh, infinite crisis. crisis? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was Jeff Johns and, and uh, Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't go that far. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not asking you to. So comic boom says dark crisis disappoints me as it ends up that it never really had a genuine villain. It was kind of, pariah but then it was the great darkness or both then deathstroke but then question mark question mark didn't work for me um yeah i mean i get that i i like the you know i'm all about it and deathstroke's there the entire time throughout this series but he's presented to us as the the front man you know for a bigger boss behind him and then it, that ends up being Pariah, but then Pariah is someone with someone else behind him. But that 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 ends up not being the case. Then Pariah just loses. Then it's just like it's just it doesn't feel right when it's Dark Side. When it's the Anti Monitor, I'm you know like you're there, you're locked in. You know, um, I just never felt like we were really locked in with a charismatic, powerful villain that could really play against the heroes in a compelling way. Hmm. The art was nice. Say that. Oh, um, yeah. Did you guys feel the transitions at all? Because I, oh, yeah. I, I thought they were done pretty. Yeah, did you? I thought they were oh. done pretty well. Instantly. I'm like, oh, this is The Rock all of a sudden. What the hell? Yo, that was yeah. bad. That was <laughs> that so was... annoying. I never want to see The Rock with hair. Like, don't do it. <laughs> and the uh, the the Batman Nightwing one, was that? That was coming cold. That was coming cold. Right? Yeah, you can tell coming cold. I felt, instantly. I felt that yeah. one. Yeah. If you're watching, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it up for you guys. That's literally the rock. Close He's raising his eyebrow. Yeah. So bad. So bad. Um, not that the art the, um, is bad. Just the, the rock aspect of it is bad. What do you guys think of the, uh, the stinger at the end with uh, Waller? I don't care. Look, I, go ahead. You're, you're, we're I, coming out of a crisis and you're telling me this the peon league here is going to come after the well, all so, of the metahumans come on yeah one of yeah, the characters same. there so they had peacemaker and peace wrecker which apparently is a counter to peacemaker it's the female peacemaker um, that's all we know about her the other one was from world's finest it was the batman superman combo that gets the green lantern ring but he has a yellow lantern ring in this and he's like joker eyes so it's like is it a bizarro version of that Ugh. no clue and the person behind it had blood sports helmet. So I was like, yo, what? Um, I love Suicide Squad and Amanda Waller. Like, I love that part of the DC universe. So I was like, hell yeah. If they want to start, you know, having their own civil war and in incarcerating heroes, you're speaking my language. Ah, come on. DC never come tried on. to do their own civil war. But, but okay. It's not going to be civil but war. But it won't, yeah, it won't be that, right? No, like but they've never tried to mimic it. You know what I mean? But they're not. This is just villains versus good guys. They could. They could. But but they're not. It's just Amanda Waller. She's bad. I'm just saying the whole incarceration thing. Oh, it's more like Civil War in the MCU, really, more than the comics. But yeah, that's fair. I look. I agree with Kale. I don't see how you go from the the biggest crisis, right? To and and it's fine. Like <laughs> events have to get smaller. But to to the tease is. Oh yeah, Amanda Waller's <laughs> coming with Peacemaker. Oh the, shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The villain, the villain of this crisis was this great big unknowable form, literally called the Great Darkness. Yeah. And then we're going up against I don't know, fucking Amanda Waller. Maybe that like, was it. It was like, <laughs> hey, there's a knowable villain now. There's a physicality to it. She's the wall, the real, you know, like I was the like, oh, real great, haven't had in a while. the real great darkness was the Amanda Waller we had all along, <laughs> but I can't punch her in the face. Like they, there needs to be someone to yeah. punch and you can punch she's, Amanda Waller. You can. Who can? Who so, can? Yes, a Superman's just going to give her one. He should. Well, that's Full it. Listen, strength. that wasn't, that wasn't the question, was it? No, they'll just have Black Canary <laughs> do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to rag on the future of DC. We don't know what's going to happen. 
But as a tease, that's not a great tease to me. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what about the the rest of the like future stuff that they're incarcerated or like like what do you guys feel about? Because I do like that they give us a sneak peek as to what the new Justice League team could be, and then there's like a B squad to that above. What, what do you guys feel about that? Because I'm interested in the team. I need to. I, what page are you even talking about? It's uh, literally the third page in the epilogue. Okay. I like, didn't get the feeling that they were team specifically. They could be, uh, but they just kind of looked like random. Yeah, it seemed like the idea yeah, of the just the idea of the Titans. Yeah. Mm. That it, yeah, that very much felt like a. Hey, here's the here's what. Amanda Waller envisions happening. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, okay, I see, I see, I see. Gotcha. Okay. But who are these people? This, this, the, what are they? The Council of Light. Uh, oh yeah, what's up with that? Anonymous board members. Yeah, it's who cares? Be Van, uh, Vandal Savage, probably. It seems like that type of thing. You know, like the Illuminati one of them has stuff. cat ears. Show them, please. That's way cooler. Every every person who could be on that team is way cooler than Amanda Waller. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Like um. A, uh, all right. It's fine. I'm I'm just a simp for Suicide Squad. I guess. I feel you. I feel you. I get it. It's and, cool. And that's the thing. It probably will be good, but as a tease at the back of the Crisis book, it's like, come on, like just give us the wrap up. Interesting. Um, so, so in, in YouTube, uh, MP says uh, Williamson stated in an interview that the deal between Swamp Thing and the Great Darkness is what caused the post-crisis DCU to get so dark in the late '80s, early '90s. But it never was explored in this. So that's not true. That's oh not... damn! Get him, Marco. Oh, he's I'm true. actually that's Swamp a... Thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually. Sw- wow, look at that Swamp Thing knowledge coming in clutch. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. They come. They come to a resolution with the hand of light that is the hand of God, uh, and then it just negates back. The anti monitor goes away. All that shit. I think he's saying Williamson was gonna retcon it to explain that. Well, fuck oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, comic boom with another good point. The prologue shows Batman against Failsafe, but Zdarsky specifically stated that his Failsafe story takes place after Dark Crisis. Minor continuity screw up. Yeah, um, that that is minor, but I don't know. I Look, at the end of the day, I think this was a solid event. I really do. I, I think yeah. it's one of the better events that DC's had in a while. Um, I don't know that I liked it more overall than, say, the metal, but um, it was enjoyable. The arts, the art. Um, Daniel Semper really showed his his uh, his caboose on this one. Um, he really, really like put himself out there as the kind of artist that can draw events and that can be brought on when you need a heavy hitter, um, which is cool. And I do think that this book elevated Nightwing and John at the very least. It did it for me. I care a lot more about where their stories go. I can't say the same for any other character, but but those two, yeah. Hmm. Maybe maybe it's kind of. Re- are, are you reading the Nightwing stuff? No, because that's a, such a small scale at at yeah. this point. Maybe for me, it, like it, it didn't hit what that book's hitting, and I feel like it aligns better with the character. What does this or that? That the the, the Nightwing stuff from Tom Taylor and, and Redondo, I think, hits a better core of what who nightwing is he's a good person he he cares about people he's always looking to help genuinely help um all that happened here what the heck no no, it did but it happened under this guise of like i like he's unsure and he's not capable and he's uh not as hopeful for the future and i feel like that's not the character we get presented in the nightwing book necessarily and maybe that's why i mean like for me it didn't feel like his character got elevated because he's already operating up here in that book for me Hmm. Well, I mean, he—I mean, that aside, he definitely is objectively a more of a major player now. For sure, for sure. The the whole point of this was to elevate Night, Nightwing's status, and I think that Williamson accomplished that. Hmm. Um, the script wasn't always the greatest, but the story gets where it needs to get, and I'm I'm happy with what I got overall. I am. The dawn of the DCU is here. Let's uh, get it. Pull. 
Let's finish this fight. Man, yeah. pa pass. I don't need this kind of an event. Too complicated. I say, yeah, it's hard for me to say this pull is too complicated. On issue seven, but uh, if you're this, still reading it, Kale. Me. I I don't remember who asked it, but I saw a question that I missed about what we think about the uh, the Justice League breakup. Um, I think it's kind of random. Like I was yeah. hoping for a good reason, but they're just like, eh, we're gonna reevaluate. I mean, why? What not like? You just took an L. What's the big deal? <laughs> That's it's, why. Yeah, it's probably a good thing to do after a crisis like that. Just as like a okay, hold on, we just let's take a minute, regroup. But yeah. they're just gonna come back with the same people. So it's the and also doesn't Earth need the combined forces of the Justice League? Like for for this reason, I, I, I that that was asked backwards. So, sometimes after a crisis, it's good to break up and just you know, yeah. <laughs> Our separate ways like like when, when the avengers disassembled like really awful things happened to them and they didn't trust each other anymore the band was broken up mm. i don't know the justice league saved the day avengers i don't see the problem is fucked <laughs> <laughs> well um let's uh let's leave the dawn of the dcu and get into marvel's dark web mary jane and black cat dark web tie-in um this is by Jed McKay with art by Vincenzo Caratu um, and uh, colors by Brian Reber. Letters by Ariana Mayer. You know, this is a book that I literally never would buy. <laughs> I would never buy this comic book um, because it's a tie-in to an event that I don't care about with characters that I really am not that interested in right now. Um wasn't bad right yeah it was fun it was fun had a good the, time the the even the back the back stuff i had even more fun with that was fun too yes see i uh i my that was my complaint is i could have gotten rid of that and had more of the main story like there's nothing to that oh really okay oh fair enough uh, this is a uh, kind of i think people are sleeping on on jed mckay's uh, black cat stuff it's real good black cat's super fun um, and, and, you know, we talked about, uh, we be, I'm mean, sorry, CB Sabolsky, uh, last week <laughs> on the show and him bringing in these like new artists and stuff. And like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of this artist and this, this guy was fucking, he put his whole ass into this. Like it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's certain like, uh, there's like splash pages of black cat, just like swinging throughout the city. And there's like these faded out versions of her and where she was previously mm -hmm. to show the movement. It just looks good. Um, Classic. Spoiler, it's kind of yeah. alluded to on the cover, but Mary Jane has powers suddenly. She's the new jackpot, I guess. Um, I, that's what it seems. Okay. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the deal? It, she wasn't jackpot no. originally? Mm -mm. Oh, I thought she was. Another another redhead. They, they, wanted, they wanted us to think that. That was the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now she is jackpot. I guess that's something that they'll explore um, the dark web event. But, but the, the power set is fun. It's literally Sean. Dial H for hero. Roll the, roll the bones. Uh, it's a Warcraft rogue spell. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. It's like all right, you just you just roll, roll, and see what kind of power set you get, what kind of boost you get. Um, and I liked it a lot. And uh, and Jed McKay uses it well because he uses it for situations where it would be helpful, but also situations for comedy where yeah. it's kind of hurtful. So um, I think that it's used effectively. But for my personal taste, I could do without. Characters like Mary Jane becoming empowered. I know it's a comics thing that's been happening well before me, but it just never excites me very much. Um, Jed McKay, though. Jed McKay's been been doing really well. Um, I think this issue succeeds. The art's awesome, but I think it succeeds because Jed seems to have such an understanding mm -hmm. of the two main characters. Like yep. His voices for both feel pretty spot on. And I never really thought about what Black Cat's voice is too much, but this felt really like what it is, what it should be. And I like how like he's kind of playing with the the uh, time skip that we've been getting in Spider Man that we don't really yeah. have explained. Um, yeah, there's a bit of time between the last times we saw these two characters together, which I think was like the Mary Jane Black Cat Beyond special. 
uh, about a year ago. Um, so this, uh, it's cool to kind of see that they're not, they're a little antagonistic in a way. It's kind of like understated. Uh, Black Cat kind of wants to get back with Peter, but doesn't know how to tell MJ that or how to even bring it up. And she's being like sneaky about it. Like there's, there's some drama behind it. Yeah. I, I like that little, you know, pedestrian drama between, you know, characters who are otherwise doing very, uh, unpedestrian things it's this is just a lot of fun like if you if you're curious about where these two characters are at if you like jed mckay if you want to uh keep up with dark web i think there's a lot of reasons to buy this comic book mm. yeah this was um, my pick of the week okay yeah i won't I, they also, went, they also like spoiler uh they go to limbo and belasco shows up so like oh some new mutant shit inside this as well yeah sure i'm into it yo yeah. so random i haven't seen belasco right i i think it may have been an, a, a doctor strange issue under maybe it was aaron but it's if that was the case that's still a very very long time ago. it's like three or four years ago yeah. no four, the earlier right? one 2011 that's, i know yeah. what you're talking about sean oh wait, yeah that's, that's true i forgot 2020 happened yeah uh pull yeah easy pull very easy pull uh tyler you said there was a black cat book that jack mckay's writing or he's written the he character had, i don't think it's currently out i uh but he had been writing one yeah i think um oh. iron a marvel cat now. was also a thing yeah 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 which you're I right which this is how the iron man stuff ties into it as well okay yeah mckay is slowly he's like a sleeper hit dude um i've been enjoying a lot of his books um i'm, I'm picking, trying to pick up stuff on his name alone at this point oh comic boom thank you so much uh comic boom says they shared this live stream on twitter good discussion really appreciate that thank you um, anyone who shares our stuff anywhere is doing us a huge huge favor so if you're listening and you're unsubscribed subscribing helps if you're already subscribed Jumping over on Twitch, giving us a follow, Patreon, checking that out helps. Short of any of that, just even just sharing it wherever it is that you can share it um, is a huge boon for us. So thank you. Appreciate that a lot. You guys ready to uh, talk some Junkyard Joe? Book of the week. Hey, you know the team. Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Brad Anderson. Um, So this book, I would. Okay, so I would say this. This issue basically doesn't move things forward at all. Um, it is definitely the dig in deep with everyone who matters in this series. That This is that issue. Me, personally, love stuff like that. I don't think this issue, ne- this series needs to be, you know, beat, 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 beat. I don't think you have to rush things. I think spending time with Joe, spending time with Muddy, spending time with this new family, I think that was a great decision. But this has to be the last issue like this. Mm. To me. Yeah, agree. I, I'd agree, and I think it, it, it's meant to be that way, too. I think um, it feels like this was the character-building issue. And I yeah. think it does so much of it in this issue, it's enough for the characters. You know what I mean? Like, I understand who each kid is now. I understand the dad's troubles and what bothers him. <laughs> and I even... Go ahead, I don't have the kids. I don't have the kids at all. You can't just put yourself into the, 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 the youth's shoes? No. No? Well, uh, the dad and then even uh, Junkyard Joe, like where he currently stands. Um, when I read this oh, originally... Yeah. When we uh, read the advanced copies, uh, this was my favorite issue, um, mm-hmm. and I think it still this... is. Um, the first yeah. issue was wild, but this this really kind of gets into the characters, which I think is where Jeff Johns does his best work when he kind of just mm-hmm. delves into like what makes people tick, um, and we get to see what makes a robot tick in this. Uh, and the the scene, did you just roll your eyes at that? <laughs> oh, um, but the scene with the. Uh, uh, where where junkyard Joe kind of has that like PTSD moment, it still strikes me, and I'm like, oh yeah, shoot. yeah, hit hard. That, yeah, that to me was the the selling point of this series. Like yep. all along in our reviews, I've said like, give it to issue three, and that's the exact moment I was talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that broke my heart, man. Like junk Junkyard Joe's fast becoming one of my favorite characters. And seeing that he's as impacted by a sort of um a sort of uh aim aimlessness post war mm-hmm. and and PTSD that it re- that you know that a human would would deal with. And he was built to help. He was built to help these soldiers. And there's no more war. So what happens to Joe? And he has these memories, basically, that still haunt him, just like anybody would, just like uh, Muddy does. It's it's interesting because they mentioned that Muddy's wife recently passed. And so I also viewed this as like a reflection of what would have been the experience of the wife. And that like made me almost break down uh, at, at that exact moment because like this is what she was going through like this guy that potentially has issues communicating their emotions like the the probably oh, like stiff and stern oh. and uh can i can i clarify your point yes, yes, yes yeah, please yeah. please please uh uh you're saying muddy is in his, his wife's the, position right, now with right, joe right yeah, exactly. yeah muddy has to comfort joe yep yeah and and yeah, yeah. I made that connection, and I literally almost cried for like at that exact moment where he snaps, because I hadn't read this one. Um, I, I read your guys' reviews, but I wanted to wait until we did it on the show. Um, phenomenal, like absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, this is just great comics. Um, Jeff Johns, and it's like, thank goodness that this is his own deal. Thank mm-hmm. goodness no one is telling him. Eh, yeah, this needs an action scene. You know, like I'm so glad that they this creative team just gets to do what they want to do. When I opened this comic book, right? I opened this comic book and I saw the first page and I was just happy like, "Oh man, yeah, Gary Frank." <laughs> is that Kale? <laughs> yes, it's yes, Kale is also <laughs> he's the dad. Yeah. Why, uh, why do you think every redhead character with glasses is me in a comic book? Because I only know one. Fair enough. Um, he thinks every black character in a comic book is me. Yeah, so. I say, oh, Sean? that's Sean. New Batman, that's Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, I've, there's finally a character that I could theoretically have cosplayed. Not yeah, that I New would New York Batman with thing. the Tims. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's so much uh, to like about this. Go ahead, Gil. Kath- Catherine says she's been on the fence on whether or not this is one that she'd pick up. She was looking forward to what the thoughts on three were. Uh, 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 she says, uh, we've mentioned advanced copies, but one and three are out now. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. This was issue three. Uh, they are out now. Go, then this is- Go pick it up. This is where our advanced knowledge ends. We no, we no yeah. longer know anything more about what's coming. And I'm excited, that frankly. We can talk yeah, we about. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we don't know anything. <laughs> Johns and Frank are the modern-day versions of Lee and Kirby. Damn. Ooh. Wow, that's big praise. Big praise, Comic Boom. And in Target Talk, you mentioned he has uh, John's as a timeline for all his uh, Mad Ghost Image comic stuff. Uh, he talked about it when we talked to him back in September. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, he talked Go listen to that if there. you haven't. Yeah. So we might actually know more, but I don't remember. <laughs> we know a little bit about Redcoat, which is not even solicited yet. So little, Right. Yep. Nope. Um. Yeah. Easy pull. I think it's not. It's not my book of the week. No. Come on. It's not my book of the week. Somehow. Some way. Mm. Wait, so but, nothing, nothing we've talked about is your book of the week yet. That's right. Yeah, yep. that's true. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but easy pull. It. I'm with Junkyard what? Joe all the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Easy pull. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a pull. Four, four-way pull. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rare, but are we all we all pulled everything so far, yeah? No, I said yeah. no to um, the first one. Crisis. Oh, okay. Crisis. I think Crisis was my book of the week. What? Yeah, Kale's a DC guy. Wow! Wait, well, everybody had everybody had a different book uh, for this week. Yeah, that's true. Indeed. Yeah. Wow! Holy shit! That's never happened. Yeah. I wonder if that's a first. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. I, 
I, can we move this along? I need to hear Sean's talk about uh, <laughs> Department of Truth. Because Let's get it. If it's, Fourth segue, if it's the right. way I think it is, I am furious about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I, now, now you have me hyped. <laughs> because I'm hyped go. to hear what you have to say about what I think. So uh, this absolutely was my pick of the week. The Department of Truth Wild Fiction Special. Uh, uh, James Tinian, uh, Martin Simmons, Aditya Bidikar, um, Dylan Todd did the designs here. This collects issues 10 and 11 of Department of Truth. And I... Uh, one one note, um, it is not digital. This is only a physical release because right. it is just issues 10 and 11. Like, I was like, hey, where the fuck is it on Comixology? Yeah, yeah. couldn't figure it's it out. Not, so, Which, well, this was five bucks. So that probably means that to get this digitally, you have to spend more yeah. than I did to get yeah. it physically. That's t- remarkable. Comic shop oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, the uh, I I did look it up. Uh, the the issues were on on Comicsology. They were like one something. Oh, so if you buy the two at max, you'll end up at three bucks. So probably, oh. probably about even. Okay. Huh. Um, that's good. That then that would actually be cheaper. Wow. Um, so I was in awe of this. Um, I read only the first issue of Department of Truth, and I thought. You know, wow, this is pretty good. Like Scott Snyder had done the class, and he he used that as a basis for um, one of his talking points. And so I was like, I got to read this. So I read it. Great. Never read another issue. This wins the <laughs> the the uh, listener pick, which is which can be voted on on Twitter every single week. Starts on Saturday. Um, and I was like, great, a, a reason to go and 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 see what's happening in the Department of Truth world, knowing basically nothing about it. Spool me away. Uh, I love all things weird. I like the idea of cryptids and all that kind of jazz and the Bigfoot generational story that is told on these pages that are meant to be like, you know, a letter written from father to son. What you're showing is a comic book, which is wild. (laughs) I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yo, I thought that that stuff was amazing. I was riveted by all of that but this is tinian yeah what do you mean this is tinian sean sean this is tinian what are you saying right now we like tinian bro no you said this is scott snyder no scott snyder's class he had a class and he was using this issue as a as a basis to oh. talk about something oh was he interesting okay. not this issue yeah. i'm sorry the the first issue of department of first Church. issue yeah. yeah oh 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 yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, but this is tin- just Tinny and at his best. Marco said that like, bro, you got to get on the wagon, man. This is Tinny. <laughs> right? Did you did you lose your mind reading this? Like, come on, Sean. Oh, Slowly, man. dude. Um, this was a rough read for me. Really? And I mean that loving, like lovingly. Right. It was like, hard to read. It oh, is oh. arduous. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good way to describe it. Um, because it's a very like strangely human story of your one family member kind of just going off the end oh tyler Mm. yeah and and like and how the family kind of deals with that but not through the family's perspective but through the person experiencing this 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 uh issue um and it is it's it's real it's real in a book about bigfoot uh, and tulpas and the fact that there are these things that are myths and creatures that we, if we think about enough, become reality. Yeah. Um, uh, and then having that happen, it's, uh, it's really good. It's, it's, it's so not a comic I would normally like to like, if there's one thing that could drive me away from a comic, it's prose. Right. <laughs> it's, I don't read comics for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have ADHD. Like, it's not, it's why I can't read a book anymore, you know? Um, it's why I like the funny books with the pictures. Uh, but, like, I was sucked into this. And I think it really helps with the Martin Simmons um, art kind of. the Even though it's prose and it's just written word, it's handwritten. So there's some mm. art to it in a way. Yes. And stylized. And there are drawings and scribbles within the margins. It feels very lived in. Um, and then once you actually get to like the actual comic book page, it's like, yo, Simmons is wilding right now. <laughs> like the stuff yeah. he does is just ethereal and freaky. 
Yeah. Um, it feels like it's it feels like um, a sleep paralysis demon in comic book form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you wake up in the middle of the night and you see something you can't move, but you see it and it's there. Um, I'm not gonna show it, but that moment, like this is a a comic book about Bigfoot, and that shit felt so real when that dude was standing there frozen. I was like, oh my god! And I, and they like they do such a good job explaining like what happens when you meet a Bigfoot what you're going to feel, how you're not going to be able to do anything that you think you're going to be able to do. Because as soon as soon as you see him, you're that's, running. That's all going through your yep. mind. Like, oh, I know exactly why he's doing this. He can't move because this, this, and this. And Perfect. And Literally paced, perfect. Uh, what, what Tyler was talking about, the, uh, the, the prose bits were paced so well yeah. uh, with the, the comic book parts. Uh, that it just like it was refreshing when they came back. But you know what's so what's so wild to me is that this book it it, it talks about Bigfoot and cryptids and things like that, even angels and stuff, and saying that they all exist but they don't. And so people who've mm. seen them really did see it. Mm. But this guy is treated as if he has mental illness. But he doesn't. Well, no, no, he does. But he got it from seeing Bigfoot. Because yep. mm-hmm. it, it, the way it's presented, yeah. it's almost like mm-hmm. that's what happens. It makes you obsessed. It messes with your brain. Like, that's what happens. So I I love that. That like that's such that 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 mess with my brain as I was reading this book. It was a mind fuck. I like, I, I was like really you saw Bigfoot. <laughs> I felt like I did. I was spellbound by this comic book. Yeah. I really, really loved it. Damn. I hope this gets you to read I, the whole series, Sean, because it will one hundred and ten percent the drum yeah. on Department yeah. of Truth issue. Bro, I, I think I have the first volume if anyone wants it. I'll give it to somebody. I have it in a PDF. I have every single issue oh, bought. Right. I just haven't read them yet because I suck. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, do it tonight. Just just like go for it. it this is a zero point zero chance it's happening tonight. I'm comics tagging you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh we were leaving that in 2022 um like if the pro story was all this was i i would still be absolutely riveted like there's okay. just so much all good right. to this this is where my problem comes in get it there it is i i recognize and f- completely admit to the quality of the pros and then the way that the narrative in the comics takes hold but this was too much goddamn text in a comic book it's a lot it it mm. was too much because then the the characters were ex- just explaining things just b- balloon after balloon after balloon and just like I have things to do, and and the you know the thing is like it was it, it was it was all genuinely so real and good, but it was uh, you know getting I got to a point where I had to start skipping paragraphs like it was just it was a lot man this this took me over twenty minutes to read I read this on that's my train all, ride home yeah and my train ride home is about twenty minutes and I <laughs> I wasn't done I had to finish it yeah. when I got home. Man, you're on the train yeah. reading about feet. Couldn't be me. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Whoa. There First is. of all, probably is. Tyler's, yeah. Tyler's uh, basically required foot mention every episode of the comic. That's what you pay him for. Right. It's on his Listen. contract. Um, man, I, I I agree, but I I don't get it all that often. and And that felt good. Because if I were to get more of these where Tinian would include other bits of text or just do this more often, that would get frustrating. But because I don't, I like that I had to experience that kind of fatigue. Like I had well, we, to work my way through it. We know what that feels like. Nice House on the Lake has that. And it's frequently annoying. Because Almost it's every week or yeah, every month. Yeah, it's yeah. every month. And it's just not it's not as compelling as this was. Wait, Tyler, yeah. d- does he do that in the main series? So 
No, and I think that's kind of why it works here. Um, oh, interesting. Sure, there's a lot of text speech and bubbles and stuff, but in terms of like using prose and like notebooks and stuff, not mm. used before until this. Mm. Um, so like it's it's it it wasn't used at all. So it became like a new storytelling mechanic for like a new character. Um, I think it's because it was kind of different than what we were doing. I wasn't bothered by it. If this is if this was the whole series, what are we twenty issues in? Ah, no, that's too much for me. But yeah. for this one character in this one instance, I think it worked really well. Yeah. Mm. It's not like ha- Nice House where it's what, every issue. There's yeah, a new yeah, for sure. Thing. At least. Yeah. yeah. I For me, I think I think the this circumstance of reading it and then having to jump on the call, I think that really affected how I read it. Mm. That said, I, I did enjoy it. But man, did it make me mad. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is not only my pick of the week. If we did pick of the month, this might be my pick of the month. Like, I cannot oh. tell you how much I love. No, this. what so, was last yeah. week's book? Since what we've done week's book? the the Twitter poll for listener pick, oh, it's been your right. pick of the week so yes. far each time. Two for two. Last week, right? Last week was the yeah. uh, vicious circle. That was that, that was it. That, that was book crazy. of the week. That's book of the week, dude. I mean, that's, month. That okay, that might be book All right. That's, that's book fine. of the month. Yeah, that's book of the month. Sean, are there any other oh, cryptids yeah, you like to read about? Like, oh, you, you got to read that thing, dude. Series. Any other cryptids I would like to read about? Oh, you know the alien dude that like worked for the government? He's in this book too, so. Injured Cold? Yeah, that's yeah. right. You just, you said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Isn't that okay? Yeah, never mind. I'm, this I was is about such to a you book, Sean. I'm so like I'm going to read this. You're done with God of War. What the fuck Tonight. are you doing? I know, but now I'm trying to finish The Last of Us before oh, the no, no, show. Give, give it a break. Give it a break. No, give it a break. Give it a break. I'll allow it. Give it a break. I gave comics. Read more. I started playing that game two years ago. Oof. Yeah, that's the best game. Give it another. Give it another two-year break. Uh, I got a I got a, a take for you though, Tyler. I gotta say real quick, um, game's not that fun to play. Ooh. The Last of Us. Um, yeah. I'd that. argue it, it's much better in two. I don't disagree with you for the first one. I think it's more of a narrative device, and gameplay comes second. Yes. Um, gameplay is much more involved the second time around. For that's why Last of Us Volume Two is my favorite game out there. So. I look forward to uh, I look forward to the story that, of that man. Is, are you trying to get it done before the show? Is yes. that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Um, someone someone described those games to me as games that are embarrassed to be games. They're bit like it's it's a game, but it feels like a game that cobbles together a lot of other games, systems, and mechanics, just mm. so that it has a way for you to experience the story. And that felt frustrating to me. How is this a video game, pals? Sorry, yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> obviously, I'm pulling Department of Truth. Um. I'm going to read this when I am done with The Last of Us. Uh. And when we are done with the book club, this will be what I what I pick up. I have to yeah. follow up with this. Hmm. I think I will too. Genuinely, same. yeah, same. I'm glad you guys like this. I, I don't know anyone who's great. reading this, and it's one of those books where like it's always top of my list when it's out, and like I don't have anyone to talk to about it. So you're about to good, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, those are our pulls, or those are the books we reviewed this week. But the show's not over because we still want to tell you guys about what we are looking forward to next week here on the show in Pals Pulls. So I'll turn it over to Tyler, and uh, you can show everyone what we're looking forward to. Yes, next week, Sean, you wanted to check out We Only Find Them When They're Dead 15, I believe? (sighs) Yes. Wow, wow, wow. So we interviewed uh, 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 um, Wild Ewing right now. Thank you. Wow. Al Ewing. It was awesome. Um, And for that interview, I read, I, I got up to, you know, issue 13 or whatever it was at the time. And I couldn't believe how good the book was. Um, So now I'm on the horse. And unfortunately, we found out on that very episode um, that the book's ending. Mm. Um, And that he has no intention, Ewing, uh, to continue on. So pretty bummed about that. But the the series has been great. I recommend it to anyone. Um, It doesn't hold your hand. It's kind of like breakneck pace, keep up type book 
But if you can and you do, it's so rewarding. Beautiful. Uh, and then you also had Timeless number one. Oh, hey. McKay, right? Uh, I don't even know. Is it nice? Um, it's, it's Jed McKay. Yep. Yep. It's Jed McKay, and then it's Greg Land. So. Well, listen, you take the good with Ooh. the good. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, it's Greg <laughs> Land, Patrick Zercher, and Salvador LaRocca. Mm, okay, you take the cool. good with some good and some uh-huh. Uh-huh. literally like different. The tree uh, of the same. They're all in the same ilk there. Sure. Uh, some are more of some are of the better oak than others. Anyway, I love Kang. Kang's awesome, and I want to see what Marvel has planned for Kang. These timeless books, and you know, Marvel always has. Well, hey, here's a peek at what's coming in the Marvel universe, and this appears to be what that's going to be. Um, but it's more Kang focused, so I'm I'm into that. Let's see how Marvel closes out 2022. Yeah, and then I, uh, uh, me and Kale actually have to have one of the one of the same with the uh, finale to Nice House on the Lake by James Tinian the Fourth, Alvaro Martinez Bueno, and Jordi Belair. Bro, it's Tinian, bro, dude. <laughs> you gotta get on it. It's Tinian. Did you know it's Tinian? This oh, is Tinian, guys. Tinian. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. This is fucking it. Let's go. Bye. I'm excited to see. <laughs> What uh, what prose or uh, non comics uh, <laughs> storytelling devices in the final issue? You think it's oversized? Gotta be, right? It's gotta be gotta fat. Be. It's three ninety nine. I don't. Or it's gotta be like abrupt. I can tell you in a second. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I don't see how this could be the finale. Yeah, based on what we've gotten. I don't see how it's ending now. Thirty-two pages. It's it's not oversized. So all right, some shit's gonna happen. Yeah, no, no way. Just kill them all. There you go. Book's done. <laughs> I mean, what else could it be? Easy. Like, Short of that, like, what what are we gonna learn here? Um, and then my uh, other pick. Uh, oh, do you have something else for this, Cal? I was just gonna say. I'm just glad. You know, this is it. This is the end. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm excited for the ending. Hmm. We made it. So I also uh, am going to pull Exterminators number four, which is slowly becoming my favorite current X-Men book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stupid. Better not say that, dude, because the last time you said that, you got it. You got us into some trouble. Remember that? What happened last time? Dude, the last time someone jumped in our comments really pissed about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're sexist. Remember, stupid. I hope you fr- I hope you figured out your sexist attitude. Oh, before yeah. <laughs> you brought this back on the no, show, no, this is good. Okay, let me let me clarify. Let me let me, let me clarify and prevent the the comments. Although that person seemed like they were commenting before finishing watching everything. Um, uh, they were so an like, idiot, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is stupid fun. Um, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's just people having fun and killing vampires and blowing shit up. Um, uh, yeah, and it has Boom Boom in it, who is one of my favorite X Men characters. So love it, uh, Kale. You want to pick up a uh, Doctor Strange, issue two of Fall Sunrise, the uh, Tradmore book. Oh yeah, I'm still here for this uh, Tradmore showcase, because um, I mean that's really what this is. Yeah, he's uh, he is uh, writing it, and there's not that much writing, <laughs> uh, so it's great. <laughs> I'm here for it. I want to see what he's doing. <laughs> The less words, the better for Kale. Yeah, get to be that way. He's got old eyes. Marco, you want to check out um, Dead Boy Detectives, a new number one in the Sandman universe. I thought that brand was non-existent, but okay. They're bringing it back for season two. Um, Dead Boy Detectives, I know through some random 90s crossover event that Swamp Thing was involved, so I have the books for that. Um, but I enjoyed this story. I don't remember who was writing at the time, but I like the characters. I like the idea. They're just two dead friends, like, and they're detectives, and they solve mystical crime. And it's a fun premise. And this is by Pornsack, um, who did The Good Asian, Infidel, and I trust him and uh, Jeff Stokely. I'm a big Jeff Stokely fan. So It's a good team. 
easy buy for me. Yeah, I didn't see the team until you told me it was your pick, and I looked into it, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pornsack uh, being able to chill in the Sandman universe? Hell yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Trudeau says that uh, Brubaker wrote a Dead Boy Detective series that, that was good. Ooh. You a Brubaker guy, Marco? I am. A uh, recent convert. Who's not? Yeah. Um, have you read Have you read Velvet? Oh, I would love to do that book club. Velvet I, was fucking awesome. I only started following him after the fade out. And then I'm like, Dude, oh, the fade this out guy's my, good. Is one of my favorite books of all time. I love it. Incredible. Of course. Of course. I'm not, era, saying I, I'm not saying I dislike the fade out, but because I don't. I thought it was good. But for that to be one of your favorite books yeah, of all time is such a Tyler thing. <laughs> it's all of my life interest in one book, and it's by Brew Baker and Phillips. It's like, yeah, it uh my previous podcast, I did a I did a whole episode about it. Um so it's uh, got Hollywood, takes place in old Hollywood. Hollywood. Yep. It's got women and feet and murder. I don't remember you, the feet so much, but you, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you take all that and you twist it up and you got Tyler. You know the I, issue, you, the Sean. panel. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, appreciate that summation of my whole being. I appreciate that. That's you're welcome. Yeah, I'm and, not even being sarcastic. I think that's fair. No, like I, well, I hear like big band music when I when I read that book too. It's like oh, it's the good shit. The good shit. When, uh, when's Marco, a, Oh, go ahead. You wanted to pick up uh, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead number four. Are you reading this? I am reading this. Okay, good. It's the one written by uh, Bruce Campbell. Yep. No, um, it is. is it? Oh, yes, it is. It is. It is. And ran uh, with uh, Riso yeah. art. Riso okay. art. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm just a fan of Sergeant Rock. Easy. And if I have to read him in a versus army of the dead, so be it. I'm gonna follow the character. You're gonna get Sergeant Rock where you can get him. I'm gonna yeah. give it to me. Even if he's a zombie in a Scott Snyder DC event book. Give it to me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yep. Uh, this is one of the ones I want to read when it's complete because I just I lost the thread of it when it first came out. It's fun. It's genuinely a lot of fun. I was excited for it when it was announced. So, and this is part of the DC horror line. It was all the of most, their books. Uh, phallic looking logo I've ever seen. They need to work on that. You know, tray dressing. Jeez. I've read maybe four of the DC horror stuff. All of them excellent. I'm a big fan of the brand at this point. <laughs> Dan Trudeau says, as a Bruce Campbell fan, I was scared to read this in the event. It was terrible. <laughs> no, it's it's fun. Genuinely fun. Uh, but those those are our books that we're, we're reading. All right. Uh, we've got one more of these to go uh, before uh, we're, we're in a new year. And then it's all over. Then it's all over. Yeah. So... Uh, if you want to uh, be a part of the end, and by the end, I mean the end of who knows what, uh, come hang out with us. Uh, next week, we'll be live on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern for this show. Uh, Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern for the main show. Of course, this Saturday and every other Saturday. Um, Patreon. Until it's all over. Until, well, yeah, yep. until it's all over. We're uh, Patreon. Talk about some Black Adam stuff this Saturday, right? <laughs> Black Adam stuff, uh, more DC, you know, things. Uh, it's all crap. It's all crap. Um, <laughs> Merry I mean, Christmas. It, until it's not, right? Like, until it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our Patreon isn't crap. Patreon.com slash the comics pals, where you can get cool stuff like our, our, um, our off topic show, Palling Around, which we dropped a free episode of. Uh, where we're talking about our best of the year non-comics. So all the stuff we liked this year that wasn't comics related or, you know, food related or feet related. Um, you know, I'm sure it Tyler would be disappointed. Yo, you could do that. That's on the OnlyFans. Sure, I could have. I was controlling the stream. I totally could have. But it's not a thing I'm into. So I'm 100% sure that you have a, a best of feet. No, I don't need to. You just go on Wiki somewhere. You just sort by stars. Wait, wait. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, oof. Um, end, end stream. Where's the end stream button? Womp <laughs> womp. But yeah, check us out on Patreon. Uh, join our Discord server. We're always having a great time. We are. It's a little late in the game for you guys, maybe. But we are going to be hanging out with the members of our Discord uh, tomorrow, Friday, playing games. Friday, December uh, 22nd, depending on yes. when you listen to this. Yeah. Right. 
shooting the breeze, you know, for uh, an hour or two. Um, it's going to be fun. So if you catch this in time, come hang out with us. We would love to have you. Do join our Discord server, though, of course. Uh, and for everything else, at the Comics Pals Everywhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas if we don't catch you on Saturday. Happy holidays, all that good stuff. Until next time, we're the Comics Pals signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. Not next year. Till the end. In the stream. I'm rating my friend real quick. So you guys are being sent somewhere else. Okay, bye. See ya. Oh.